Sup people, it's your boy Ryan Leaf over here and I got a special episode for you Arsenal fans. Now, I hope you guys are all having the best week. I hope all my listeners are well. I hope you guys are really going to enjoy this content that I've chopped up here. It's a part one and part two episode. It's all about Arsenal. It's all about what's happening at the Emirates and it's all about Unai Emirates team. Now, now, we are one day away from the Premier League season. One day away. Guys, it's Thursday. We are in for a nice long weekend here in South Africa. It's Women's Day on Friday. We're going to be living our best lives. Now, I hope you guys are going to enjoy, especially you Arsenal fans, because it's all about you today. It's all about you, your signings, and how you guys navigate against your first opposition game this weekend against Newcastle. So, enjoy part one with Jay Jubbs. Here goes. What up, people? Welcome back to the dugout. I'm here with my boy Jay Jabs and Mavida. Jay Jabs, tell us about your boy. Hey, brother. Um, there's a lot to say about me. Well, uh, I mean, tell us, tell our audience who exactly you are. Okay. Well, basically, I'm a DJ from Durban. Hey. <laughs> I knew that was going to come out. Um, but yeah, and I've been doing my thing around here. I've been going up and down, following football from probably the age of 10. Um, I can't say I started supporting certain teams. I just followed football. Around uh, about high school, I started getting more into it. Got myself into supporting uh, Arsenal from my uncle. Yay. And yeah, since then, I haven't turned back. I love the team. Yeah. I love the club. Uh, I love the players that have played there. I love the history. It's very rich. Um, we've done a lot, you know, which yeah. is good. Um, yeah. We won, won a lot of trophies. I'm just still looking for that uh, Champions League trophy. Once I get that, I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> Guys, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's wonderful to have Jabs here. Jabs has been a very vocal Arsenal supporter amongst our friend circle. Yeah. He's been somebody who's been, uh, I wouldn't say controversial, but someone that obviously gets his points across very yeah. much so in the group. <laughs> I wanted to say controversial. <laughs> what controversial? I'd say the most controversial person is Keta. No, for sure. Keta, you know what? Keta, Keta comes in with a lot of um, stupid comments. And that gets people really worked up, you know. So, um, with with that being said, you know, Keta is controversial. Myself, on the other hand, I like putting up, as you say, like putting up my points, yes. making sure it's heard. But if you're not willing to hear it, then I'm not going to get involved. But 100%. we, but we all do pick uh, pick each other out and stuff. So it's it's a it's a common thing where we all go yeah. we go at each other, which is normal. Yeah. You know? So so basically, Jabs and I are involved in a group called uh, Ballers. FC? Ballers, yeah. Ballers. Yeah. So uh, we have a big, big group of our friends there and stuff. And like it's me, Dean, Keta, Tanner, Henry. Yeah. Jabs is like twenty of us there. We just talk about soccer the whole day. So Jabs is a major Arsenal supporter, and I actually have him here to chat about Arsenal today. Mm. So uh, Jabs is here with me, he's going to voice his opinion, he's going to tell me how he feels. Of course, of and, course. And uh, we actually might have a little bit of a go with my common guest, Henry Calabo. <laughs> Bring him. <laughs> so Jabs, I don't know if you watched any preseason games this year. Um, I haven't watched, I've watched a lot of highlights, I'll be honest, yeah. um, for Arsenal. Um, look, the, in the beginning we started off very well. We started off, I think it was like three straight wins. Yeah. And then after those straight, uh, straight wins, we had a loss against Real, which yes. we fought hard though. We fought hard that game. We actually played decently. Penalties, we drew the game, but we lost on penalties, mm-hmm. which is, you know, it's, it's tough. It's a tough one to go at. I, I never ultimately judge preseason games though. Neither do I. I, I don't judge don't. them. I honestly don't. 
um, look, not to not to be very like hectic on Liverpool, but they we lost like three. Yeah, you guys haven't been doing. We we we, we played five, lost three, drew one, and one one. So yeah. it's not a very impressive record in preseason. No, but no, I'm not no. ultimately going to be like doom and gloom. Like, yeah. you know what's going to happen with our team? No, no, no. You shouldn't stress out. The only thing that I would say Liverpool should worry about in 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 their situation now is only the transfers. They need to be making at least one or two transfers now. They have a good team, but they do have holes they need to fill in. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So. Yeah. With um, look, Liverpool are a very good team. Don't get me wrong; they deserve the Champions League. Although, like we all in the group, we all like you know my pick on you guys, whatever. Yes, yeah, yeah. We, I genuinely myself personally, you know, I, I, I give you guys a lot of credit. You guys yeah. have a good team, and you guys, Jurgen Klopp's done miracles there. Yeah. From from literally, we're in the same situation as Arsenal's in now, which is funny. Um, we've literally reversed the role that we were in four years ago. Four years ago, we were we were obviously like doing alright. Now we're in your situation where you guys we were doing bad. Three years in Europa League now. Still struggling, but now we're buying those players to make us a team that can contend for a Champions League. 100%. I can see the players we look, we've really got already. Our front three is unbelievable. Midfield is decent. If we can get the um, Calibos as a, as a permanent signing, I can see big things happening with him. Defense, I don't even want to get there just yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 with United Emirates first season finishing 15 in a Europa yeah. League place, with him barely spending any money last year, yeah. was that a good finish for Arsenal Football Club ultimately? You know what? I'm not happy with finishing fifth. Because we had a chance to finish third yeah. last season. We had yeah. like three chances we could have finished third in that season. Um, and we fucked it up. Had made a Europa League final. Maybe we're concentra- concentrating on that to qualify yes. the Champions League through that. Which is not the way to do it, you know? Secure it with a, with a Premier League, with a Premier League um, uh, qualification. Yeah. But then, you know, it's, it's touch good because, you know, he, had not, he didn't, have, he didn't mm. spend anything. He hardly spent, should I say. And look... His football is, un- is unbelievable. Like the first, it's very attractive. Very attractive. The first two games were very unlucky. That Chelsea game, I believe, we could have won. The finishing wasn't there from anyone, unfortunately. Mkhitaryan. Um, but then after that, uh, we started picking up. We had like a, I think it was 20, 20 game, twenty game unbeaten, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. It was all, in all competition. I can't remember the exact number. That's a good record anyway. It's a good record to have in a season as a, fir- in your, as a it's your first season. First season. Yeah, that's yes, a very impressive yes. record. So, so defensively, it's been a bit calamitous. We've, yeah. It's been highlighted enough. We yes, know about we, it. We know that our defence is shit. Um, I believe we are trying to do things about it. I, I don't know if we want to go into the transfers now or can I get into the, what we're looking at doing to change our team. Get into transfers now while you're at it. For sure. Well, now we... Tierney, which is a very good fullback from Celtics. Yes. We were look, who we're looking at getting. Um, I've watched a couple of his videos. I'm, 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 I'm impressed with this kid. Like, look... This kid can play. He's good at what he does. He defends a lot better than Kalasniak and Monreal. Look, he's getting old. His, his legs are tired, I reckon. Um, which is so Tierney there to go in at that number three. I'm happy with. Mm. And then again, we have um, yes. Then we have Bellerin um, back in our defence, who should be coming in after like maybe a month or a few weeks into the league, which is fine. But now we look. We just got rid of uh, Koscielny. Now, like we just got the news co- confirmed today, he's gone. That's actually quite interesting with that five million pound deal. Yeah, we're him. looking at ten. We're looking to have him for ten, but he pushed it. Like, and I look at, for me, I was so pissed off when I heard about that um, during the preseason games. Because, because didn't he? Didn't he like not go to one of the preseason games? He didn't, he didn't games. go to, he didn't to go. years tour. He didn't go to a whole tour. He just said yes. he's not going because he wants to. He wants to force an exit. Which is, as a captain, that's disgusting. You know what I mean? You don't show, you don't show any loyalty to the fans. You can't behave like that. You can't behave like that as a captain. So now we during preseason. Also, I've been look, going around looking for a captain and then now having to look for another replacement. Luckily, we got William Saliba from 
um, Saint Etienne. Saint Etienne, yeah. Um, uh, I've also watched his videos. Very good. Quality, quality, quality. But at the age of eighteen, he I will think need time. He will need time. And I, I'm not gonna say to Arsenal, look, we, we shouldn't have uh, uh, learned him back. I reckon we should have, because they, that's where he was booming and like doing things in uh, Saint Etienne. Yeah, I think he, I think he could do it again this season. Come back next season again. Boom, a better, like a better player, a better player, even more than what he is now. Yeah, which is I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too fussy on that one. I'm happy to at least have have Barn one defender now, and then next season it will be sorted. Because we're still in the transformation stage right now. We're not yeah. looking at winning any league titles. We're yeah. not looking at um, winning like major, major like trophies. trophies. I think Emirates main objective is to be in the top four yes. next season. Make, yeah, that's the that's what we're looking for. I, personally, I want that top four. Get back into the, into the Champions League. Yeah. Next season, we concentrate on contending for those uh, for those cups. Premier League, Champions League, uh, FA Cup. We're known to be an FA Cup cu- uh, club, so I don't mind getting, winning it this season. Maybe win Europa League, win Europa League now. As so, well. so, would you say that your expectations are very realistic compared to the rest of the fan base? Because certain knows have been coming through with some major unreal shouts in terms of like finishing second. I, I won't say I won't say I'm, I'm unrealistic. I won't say I'm trying to. I'm, I'm giving you a realistic point now that, mm. what, that that's what we should be getting. It's more of a. It's more of a. A logical thing. Yeah, we need to be logical. You can't say in the beginning of the season where you will end up. Yeah, do you know what I'm trying to say? So it's better as well as a as a as a person. What we just spoke about now, all of the what we say now, it's our personal opinions. So whatever you, whatever someone else voices, it's their opinion. You can't judge them for saying, "Oh, you stupid for, for <laughs> saying you're gonna, you're gonna win the prem." You know, shots. But but Shots. I won't lie to you. There are a lot of Arsenal fans that are very very optimistic with Arsenal. Like now with the whole Nicholas Pepe signing. I've seen a couple of the AFTV boys uh, coming out saying um, we're winning the Europa League, we're going to win um, Premier League. I'm not ruling it out. I don't want to. Wasn't wasn't DT going on saying how they're going to finish like second or third because yes, of D- the strike force that you guys D- have now? DT is is is, uh, is another story. Like I, I love DT, but but he's very passionate. It's yeah. what I love about him. All those Arsenal uh, Arsenal fan TVs um, uh, presenters are very passionate about the club, which is good. Is what you need. Um, I can't say I'm more passionate than them, but you know, I, I want to start thinking. I, like last year, especially, I was very like up, too optimistic, same level as them. Yeah, sure. No, this year I've tried to like reserve yourself, reserve almost. myself a lot more. I don't want to obviously go into this uh, before the season saying yes, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to do that. Let's start thinking first before yeah. anything else. Um, like there will be a surprise of the season. I can guarantee you that. So, from Arsenal. So what? What does captaincy crisis that's happening now? Yes. Because Shirley's left. Yeah. Who ultimately succeeds at captaincy? See now, the thing is with Arsenal, we even last season we did the same thing. We we designated five captains. Last season it was club captain was definitely Koscielny. Then we had Ozil, Xhaka, Monreal, and there was another player. Was it Peter Cech? Peter Cech as the other as the other captain. So those are the vice captains. There's four vice captains and Koscielny as a, as a club captain. So now with Koscielny gone now this year, we haven't announced a, a club captain. But we have announced five captains that are going to be in the circle. Peter Cech and Kelsey are gone. So now that's left Monreal, Ozil and, and um, Jacker. So now with the other two that will be coming in that I think they've already announced, which is Holding, which is who I want to be captain, and also Bellerin. So mm-hmm. those are the five people that the squad will be pretty much working around. Um, I would like to see Rob Holding as captain. I would he, like that too. He's English, he's young. He's actually a good defender. I don't know. I don't want to say I don't know why we're looking for. Him. He's probably injury injury prone now because of his mm-hmm. first. And it took took him a while to get back into. into it took into him shape. like eight months to come back. We literally you know? played like 
six games in, six prem games and then got injured and literally that. And that he actually had a very good six games. Very very good six games. He, had a very he didn't good con- six he didn't concede a goal in those six games. So, so do you think that's good enough for Arsenal Football Club to basically designate the role of captain to five players? Do you think it's good enough that they actually hold this captaincy role amongst five people? I think so. Reason Why? reason being is because Arsenal we have a, we we are we are a club that's known to um, to promote our youth. Okay. So we, with us promoting our youth, we need players that are amongst there that that know that they're the leaders that are the leaders of the team. They Shots. need to be grooming those youngsters to become better people. And those five players I've just mentioned are all quality players. They have all have experience, most probably internationally, so they can give them, you know, good. Good, um, good experience, good uh, speeches. Uh, so basically, the, the whole role model um, stage is going to be intact in there. So I, I believe that um, those five thing, those five captains will be will be a good thing for Arsenal to have. You think so? Yeah. Because I look at clubs that have the role model of I'd say, I'd say like a Vincent Company role that have had supreme okay. leaders for a long time. I've yes. seen like a John Terry, and I'm not going to ever compare those players to what's actually at Arsenal right yes, now because yes, that's a yes. bit unfair. Yeah, 100%. That's very unfair. But what I will say is that some clubs have given the role to one player yeah. that they believe ultimately should lead that should club. Lead the club. Um, yeah. City, for example, with David Silva. Yes. I don't believe he's the most vocal person on the not pitch. Not at all. But I believe he does things on the field that shows the rest of the team that he's leading. This yeah. is how you should behave. Yeah, 100%. Um, who's the one player you would single out at Arsenal right now that you would say, I want that person to lead my club every week. He wants that I want to leave. No, to lead your club every week. The, uh, Who's the one person you would single out? I know I want the holding to be captain, but if I have to be that one person, I can see every game in game out who's willing to to sacrifice anything for the club. I would have to say Shaka. I love Ozil. I was going to say Ozil. I was in between Ozil and Shaka, but Shaka is the person I believe. Um, understands the club a lot more than any any, any, any other of the players. He's actually coming for some major uh, <sighs> berating by Arsenal fans in the past year. Yes, yes, yes. You know what? Xhaka is one of those players. Throughout the season, you're going to hate him. Towards the end of the season, it's either you hate him or love him. But then you'll start realizing that this guy is actually playing. Do you know what I mean? Um, maybe on his performance. People don't acknowledge it. I acknowledge what he does off the field to the fans. So now, after Arsenal lost in the Europa League final, the majority of the players were like, obviously upset about losing a final. They were they missed out on Champions League. It's the norm. You're gonna get upset. You wanna walk off. You don't want to like do anything. Shaka was the only person who was there in Baku saying, "Not the fans that came out here. Let's go thank them for at least coming to support." Yeah. Only person who did that. And for me, that's someone who's a leader. That speaks a lot about him as it a man. A lo- exactly. Even if you're losing, you must always appreciate the people that are coming to support. They travel you. so far to watch you Traveling, play. Exactly. Simple. Exactly. Very so simple. So that for me, I, I realized like, no, this guy's actually a good person. Mm. As much as I like, you know, I may give him grief sometimes during the season. <laughs> it's a lot of you always give him grief. No, I lost, you saw last year, I hated him. I was yeah, like, no, you Jack, I was like, he needs to go. In the beginning of the season even. You know, so, I don't know. The thing is now. So, so um, how, how does Jack go from like basically you wanting him out to you wanting him to be club captain? You know, you can hate you can hate a lot of people, but then if you realize a person's right for a role, you have to accept it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, I can't give you any examples at the top of my head now, but you understand. Jordan what, Henderson. Okay, yeah, I hate Jordan Henderson. Jordan Henderson, he's evolved into the he's, captain that yes, we all wanted yes, him to be. Yes, I can see Jordan Henderson leading England. Easy, I, I, I can see it. Um, I've said it to a lot of players. No, it doesn't. Uh, a lot of uh, my friends and stuff saying that he doesn't deserve it. Doesn't deserve it. There are better people. I only say that to obviously pick a bone at them. 
But right now, after especially in the, the Yoga Champions, Champions League campaign, oh and Lati, he deserves to be English captain. Yeah. He, he he sticks out a lot more now after the the the, the, the you guys winning. Hundred percent. So so Jobs is obviously a major fan of Ghana Jaka and he wants him to be club captain. Uh, I want you guys to tell me how you feel about that. Jobs, where can the fans fight you on this podcast? Wait, well, let's uh, give us your Instagram handle. Well, my Instagram handle is at jjobs. That's my DJ uh, name, by the way. So, at jjobs. On Twitter, it's uh, at jjobs as well. And then Facebook, it's Jawu Mabida. Um, but it's also, I also have a page at jjobs as well. So, pretty much everything at jjobs and you'll find me. Okay, also going to go in. Just prepare yourself. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm so, basically, <laughs> we're 24-7 firefighters out here. No, we, I'm, ready, I'm, ready for, I'm ready for it. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if we're being realistic about Arsenal's campaign this year coming yeah. up, you guys are playing Newcastle at St James's Park on yes. Sunday. Yeah. Three points. St James Park. Three points. I wanna I, I wanna like I don't wanna say, uh, confirm it just yet. Um, let me get that uh, centre back signing of um, Opokanyo from uh, from, uh, from uh, Red Bull Leipzig. Yes, that's him. Uh, if he goes through, which is very close. Apparently, uh, your good friend uh, Philip Coutinho is also might be coming through. Hey, I'd be bummed about that. Yeah. Um, and also, we have uh, TNE Also, we need to confirm before the before Thursday. If those three go through, I'm not saying they're going to start, but with us, with the board and um, the, the rest of the players all con- calm and composed, and knowing that we've got a good team going forward, I believe we can take a one 0 You think so? I will take a one 0 Saint James Park. I'll take a 1-0 as well. It's a hard oh, place to go. It's a hard place to play. I don't want to be optimistic and say 3-0 or whatever. We no, win. no, no. It's, it's a hard place to go and I'll, win. I'll take, I'll take a 1-0. Especially at the beginning of the season, we want to get, get off on a good win. That place is going to be bouncing. First game exactly. of the season. They've also been spending. They've been spending and they've got new, they got a, they got new owners they've now. Got, they've got Joe Linton and Alan St. Maximin in. Oh, cheap. And those are ballers. You know what I mean? So Those are ballers. Fuck, you're actually scaring me now. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, so with Arsenal's back four, which is the most... Because let's be real, Nacho Mondale at left-back is not the most impressive. No, not at all. But I think he's good backup for Kalushinak. Yes. That we can agree on. Yeah. At right-back, <coughs> Billery needs help. He needs help. We have Maitland Niles, who's still young. He's still trying to learn, get into that position. Because he's, he's mainly a, a CM. Yeah. So that's his original position. But now we've converted him into a right-back. Into back. a full-back. Into a full-back. And look, he did well last season there. Um, I don't want to say he had a, a he had an eight out of ten season. I'll be honest, he had a six out of six out of ten. Being played out of position also contributes to what you know I mean. So um, you know, what, I, I'll give him like this season if he if he can adapt to it this season. I reckon that you can pretty much sign him onto that position for the rest of his career. You think so? I, you can because he's, a, he's such a like intelligent player. He's very sharp. He's very clever. He's got the vision. Now having a, a, a fullback with vision is something completely different. You know what I mean? Mm. So it changes the whole uh, aspect of your of your soccer of your soccer style that you want to play as a coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it adds in a lot more creativity from the back, and you, not many teams have that. Mm. One team I would say has that in the league is City, City and Liverpool. Look at that. Look what what, what just happened now. You have the two top teams in the in the Premier League, and uh, made two playing top, in the Community Shield basically. Playing Community Shield, and those are the two teams that basically now two good creative uh, back rows. And now one won the Premier League, the other one won the Champions League. They basically League. won everything. Do you see what I mean? So, so what what troubles you more between obviously right back and centre half? I want that centre half position so. sorted out. Uh, like, look, I'm happy we've got rid of Koscielny. We've got rid of now Carl Jenkinson, um, who's a right back. But anyway, he's gone. Like, we're getting rid of, rid of all the dead weight at Arsenal. Now we need to get rid of that guy Mustafi. <laughs> 
So now this I feel so bad for the guy man. No look I feel so I bad for the guy Oh I feel so bad I think he's an absolute fraud Like He's the one World Cup uh, we, we paid 30 more for him I don't believe that's his price tag I would pay I would literally pay for him to leave I wouldn't I wouldn't even accept a fee I'll pay the other club what, why, do, why do Arsenal fans Give him so much stick I, I can't understand it Because Yes he makes mistakes I yeah. get it So I mean we've had We've had Dan Lovren in the past Make a couple of mistakes too And you know He was well known for those Those errors Let's but why do O's go in Le- so much? Let's why? not lie to each other, uh, Leaf. Um, <laughs> when we all used to give you guys grief about Lovren, yeah. you wanted him gone. Let's not lie. We did at a stage. So yes. then what did you guys do to, to obviously prevent anything like that ever happening again? You, you got, got Virgil van Dijk, who's made him a 10 times better player. Do you see what I'm trying to say now? So those are the type of things that Arsenal need to be looking at. If they can't get rid of him, get a player that will compliment him. We try to get... Um, uh, what's that? Socrates. Socrates. Socrates is, uh, is, is very good But You know what He's a loose cannon I'm scared of him Because uh, I can guarantee you You will get a red card Probably two red cards this season He's already got one in preseason I can't believe anyone can get a red card In a preseason match I was saying to my friend Daniel On a couple episodes ago About Arsenal That yeah. Socrates is the perfect player To get someone in That can compliment him mm. Instead of Mustafi Mustafi is good backup But I would say that Getting somebody to compliment Socrates Would be the best move going forward Because That'll, that'll give Someone like Burnley Leno calm in the back. One hundred percent. That would give him so that's much where, calm in the back. So now, that's where Rob Holding and him complement each other. Yeah. Rob Holding was doing all the clean work where Socrates was more of the gritty dog of the back line. Yeah. And that's why they complemented each other so much better the, the last season. We, we never considered a goal when uh, Holding was playing. Yeah. And I don't think we saw any uh, malicious tackles from Socrates as well. I, I don't know many. I don't know many, but like who obviously impressed you last year because there were a couple of, I'd say, good performers for us. I mean, there was Aubameyang, there was yeah, Lacazette. Yeah. I think Torreira had a good first campaign. Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, I think, I think Kolesinek was showing flashes of quality every yeah. now and again. Yeah. But who ultimately impressed you? So I had, I, I would like to have a top three for okay. myself. Okay. Sure. Um, coming in a three for me last season was definitely um, Aubameyang. Okay. Excuse me. A bombing quality, quality, quality player. Top goal scorer. The Top goal scorer. He did very well. Um, I expected more goals. Though. He missed a couple of clear-cut opportunities that could have got him way out, more. Actually, out, 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 goal scorer of the right. season. Yeah. Um, so when it, like the thing is about a bombing, he'll score all the hard ones, and then when it's like a sitters, <laughs> a lot of guys are pissed off with him, man. Um, <laughs> But you know what um, He's good And I, that's why I'll give him Third position I don't want to like Not acknowledge him at all So I'll give yeah. him Third position My second uh, best player Of the season last year For Arsenal Was Bernard Lehner Okay He made some very good he, saves Last year For me He made some crazy he's saves gonna, I remember He's going to impress A lot of people this season I'm going to actually Put him in my Premier League team My fantasy team Really this season. I'm gonna, He's going to make A lot of good saves This season for Arsenal He's going to save us a lot And I, I think now Because he's settled in quite a, He's settled in quite nicely At Arsenal yeah. He'll perform even better And because he's obviously Number one goalkeeper He's number one now. goalkeeper now he's know, He knows his position's there But he still has to improve You know what I mean The one thing I love about Bernard Leno Is his distribution Distribution's good That is what Very I love good. the most And yes. his shot-stopping ability Is amazing Yes uh, Torreira Not my number one though but he, he played, he played, or Torreira played very well. I also, I, I, I hate him. Who's number one? My number one is Alex Lacazette. I think... Impressive. You know what I'll say Alex Lacazette is because he's, he's playing that nine role, uh, yeah, that nine, or uh, that ten role, sorry, as exactly the same as, um, as F- F- Firmino. Firmino, Firmino, you think so? I'm telling you now, you don't realise it. Watch him, he's not, he's going to score the goals that need to be scored, correct? Yeah. 
when he's up when he's um when he's playing up front he comes he drops back quite a bit but when he drops back quite a bit he's always assisting a bombing when he's going forward and even like you get Ozo who will even start scoring because he goes in front of him. He, ahead of him he attracts the the the, the center backs more back more back then you can always get behind you can always get behind so that's what he does very well um, he loses the the, the, the the touchline very well as well. Very, he gets close to the touchline, tries to distribute from there as well. Um, he's, he's not as quick as uh, as many other as, as any other striker, but mm. I, I think he's he's holding that role very well. And that's that's who I believe is also doing so. Well. So that's Jay Jabs' top three. If you guys disagree with him, he's giving you all his handles. So you can fight him there for <laughs> once, and he will gladly debate with you guys whenever you want. So with that top three being said, yeah. That's great. With Kieran Tierney, yeah, I'm just saying if you have a choice between Kieran Tierney and a Pumacano, because so we you only have, can only choose one. Only choose one because we do know it's deadline day on Thursday. Yeah, who do you pick? I'll tell you now. I'll take a Pumacano. Okay. Reason being, Tierney is, Tierney is still injured, so yes. I can always pick him up in January. Do you know what I mean? So for this one, I'll just take a centre back, Monreal and Koscielny. Uh, I mean, Kolasniak can just. Just hold strong until January. Mm. Only a couple of months. I'll, have, I'll be able to handle, but at least get that centre back position confirmed. Yeah. Tony can come in January for me when he's fully fit and ready to go. But the only problem with that is that Celtics might uh, might have any uh, other bids from other from other clubs. They might yeah. be mo- a bit more expensive now. Short, I see. That's the only that's the only risk in this. Yeah. Um, but I'm willing to accept that. Get that centre back now. If if he costs more later on, that's fine. Just pay, get one play, person, in, one player in January, sort that out, and then we can carry on. With I'm happy you're so patient because I think you're the one Arsenal fan that actually has taken into consideration that it took Jurgen Klopp at least six windows to get to where he of is. Of course, of course. And of I think, course. I think Arsenal fans need to actually come to the the point now that this is not going to happen overnight. Yes, yes. It's not going to happen overnight. So Henry Klopp was going in on you the other day. Oh, Henry, Henry, Henry. We lost. Yeah, Henry was going in on you, uh, saying that you're a bit unrealistic sometimes. You're a bit, uh, you're a bit over the top. You're a bit, uh, what's the word? Prejudiced towards <laughs> Liverpool. Cheapest. He didn't, I'm saying those words though. He didn't say that. Yeah, no. But I see. I see. Um, one thing I'd like to say to Henry. Look, I love, <laughs> I, lo- I love Henry. I love Henry too, but okay. Um, I, that's my boy. Henry, Henry himself as well. I would like to say he he does get a bit over the top with Liverpool, and Ooh. he does go in with a does go in a lot at Arsenal. Um, but not no hard feelings. Um, jokes aside, Liverpool have been doing well. Now I, I need to. I, asked, uh, I was honest in the beginning of the of the, the season, podcast, yeah. and I was like, oh look, Liverpool, you know, did well. Like as much as I give you guys grief, it's only because you know it's just the bands. It's yes. it's a football banter group, yeah. so we need to understand that like, if you can't handle it. Be honest, and then and I'll, I'll rather not pick on you or anything like that. Um, I'll rather Shots. reserve my comments on your team. Yeah. But no, like, look, I, I also get touched with Arsenal, but it is banter, you know? It is banter. You'd be able to accept it and then move on. Yeah. But um, I'm just, I just want this full Coutinho to be signed and then maybe I want to see what has to say. If Philippe Coutinho comes to Austin and scores a right foot banger at Anfield, I will cry. No, it's, I, will, I will cry. I will, I will make sure I drive to Toti to see, <laughs> to see Henry's face. <laughs> I will love because Henry loves Coutinho. He literally coots, coots, calling him. I remember. <laughs> I remember. I would love to see a free kick actually from Coutinho and Anfield. That, that would just be amazing. That would be amazing. I would put the TV off, bud. Because he did the same thing to Arsenal. He did the same thing to Arsenal. I nearly cried when I saw that as well. I remember that at the Emirates. At the Emirates. I would well. put the TV off, my dear. Yo, that would be beautiful to see. Jabs, last question, my guy, before we end off. Sure. 
Where do Arsenal finish this season? Yo, Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal. Look, in the, on the group, I, I put out there, I said, I said, third, I, I said Arsenal finished third. Um, but if all the signings, I'll stick to my word if all the signings I mentioned earlier got his plan. Um, by January, if we do get Tierney and we don't get him this window, which is fine, I still believe we'll finish third. Um, look, there's, uh, Liverpool and Man City are playing some quality football. Man, Man United have brought some good players. Yeah. Um, they're spending quite a bit now. I don't know about the style of football. They ended up very well, to be honest. Um, I see Arsenal finishing fourth. I, I, look, I'm not going to blame you on that because, you know, it's, um, United are looking dangerous, man. I, and look, even Chelsea. Chelsea, don't count them out just because they haven't been signing any players. Look at Tottenham. Last season, they didn't sign on a single player and they ended up in the Champions League final. They overachieved, actually. They overachieved that, that they, they requirements from the season. So, like, you can't count anyone out this season. Mm. But as an Arsenal support, I have to be honest and, 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 and still back my team by saying they will finish, uh, um, will finish third position. Who are you most keen to see wearing Arsenal jersey? I mean, because you guys have signed Danny Kebelos now on loan and yeah. obviously Nicolas Pepe has come for a record yeah. fee. Who are you more keen to see out of the two players? You know, Nicolas Pepe, I'd assume. Pe- no, if everyone wants to see Pepe, I want to see that. I want to start seeing uh, Danny uh, opening up. You know, I want him to see him at uh, that ten position where Ozil plays and behind the behind the front three. I want to see what he can do there because apparently he's very creative. I watched a yeah. couple of his clips and I've seen him move off the ball very well. He's very agile as well. Very young, which is good. He's a Spanish under twenty one international as well. I think he's played for Spain and yes. the, the opens team as well. So he, he's someone like you know. He excites a game. He reminds me more of a David Silva. Yeah, he's shots. a very similar, very similar type shots. of football. Very like you know, agile, willing to dribble the players and stuff, which is always good, entertaining football to see. Yes, and then, um, but yeah, he would be good to see. I want, I want to see what type of season he has. If, I wish we had an option to buy. I wish we did because if we yeah. if we did, ooh, we'll be sorted next season. Two players I really want to see as well. Yeah, Eddie and Ketia. Ooh, okay, I'll get back to him. Yeah, and Joe Warlock. See, these kids have been impressing so many of the other teams. Joe Willock's now just been linked with Bayern Munich. Oh. I don't know if it's on a loan or to Bayern. And then um, our boy Edin Ketia has now just been taken by another championship, uh, championship club. Are you serious? Yeah, on loan though. So, no, I don't mind that because in KT I don't mind because we still have um, Caribbean Martinelli, which yes. we, we just bought. He's actually looked quite sharp as well. Um, Joe Willock. It's a touch-go situation. It depends if um, that uh, Emil Smith Rowe will go yeah. on to the deal of um, Upa, what? Pomacano. Pomacano. Yeah. If it goes through the same, if it goes through together, um, I just don't know. Like, I would take either or because my player of the season, well, my youth player of the season last season was definitely uh, Emil Smith Rowe. Yeah. Guys, Jay Jobs on the Dugout Podcast. He's Thank made you. his debut. And I hope he, uh, hope he comes on the show a lot more often. Oh, definitely will. Thank you so much, brother. So in this two-part series, I'm going to have Jay Jobs in part one. And I think you guys are all very familiar with Daniel Skills, and he'll be on part two tomorrow evening. So I'm keen to obviously get this out by Thursday. Hope you guys are all enjoying. I hope Jobs has captured the sentiment for all the Arsenal fans around the world. <laughs> and I hope you guys share his opinion. If not, he's told you where to fight him. Yeah. <laughs> Come fight me. <laughs> guys, have the best evening. We'll chat soon. This is Ryan Lee from the Dugout Football Podcast. Cheers. Okay, okay. That's pretty impressive. So, part one is done. Guys, 
Time for part two. I know part one was a bit long, but guess what? Part two is a little bit longer. Uh, it's a nice little episode that I took with Daniel Skilton. We were actually at the Holiday Inn Express in Amschlange. We sat down, chopped up about Arsenal, and Dan gave some very good insights about what's going to happen this season. So, enjoy. Here's part two. What up, people? Welcome back to the dugout. You're here with your boy, Ryan Leaf. And I'm actually here with one of my uh, one of my favorite guests, Daniel Skilton. What up, Dan? What's up, dude? Good to have you here, my G. Thank you. Dan and I are actually here in the Holiday Inn Express here in Amtlanga Rocks. It's a very nice hotel, very quiet, huh, Dan? Mm-hmm. Very posh. Very posh. I actually stayed here once when I was trapped in Amtlanga. We had some storm here last year, and um, all the off here were blocked to get to my area, so I had to like, sleep here. It's an excuse. He was seeing a lady. There was nowhere else to go. I wasn't <laughs> seeing any woman. No, I'm joking. <laughs> there was nowhere else to go. This is the next best thing and a bit pricey, but it's uh, it's quality. Anyway, so welcome back to um, the Unai Emery Arsenal episode part two. And I'm here with Dan. Yesterday, you guys saw that I had Jay Jobs on the episode. And now I'm here with Dan. I finally have Dan in person. Yeah, finally. Shit. I finally have Daniel in person. I've been fighting to get Dan, but Dan's been avoiding me. <laughs> <laughs> Dan has been avoiding me. So, uh, yeah. Dan, good to have you here, my boy. Shut my man. So, not to waste any time. Yesterday, I spoke to Jobs about the captaincy crisis at Arsenal. Oh, God. Here we go. So, I don't know if you saw Koscielny's little dig that he had <laughs> at, uh, at Arsenal when he left. I mean, why would he, why would he even think of doing that? Well, first off, I think he's a bit of a knob to, to do what he did. but Just to be nice and blunt. Yeah, just a, a bit of a knob. You know, he took it a bit too far, but... I don't take it personal. I mean, the dude. Do you know what? Instead of looking at it as a negative, I ask myself, why? Mm. Why is it? At first, I was kind of on his side because, I mean, you've seen you've seen players of ours in the past, Van Persie, Fabregas. They've all come out. Even Henri, when he left, he said the same thing. He did not believe in the direction the club was going in. Yeah. And when he refused to go on tour, that's when I started to believe shit. Things have not changed. And this was doing this because he feels there's something very wrong with the Within club. the club, yeah. But then they revealed Pepe, Ceballos. They started talking more since. And I've started to notice, shit, this club is actually changing in the right They're direction. They're trying the best to go in the mm. correct direction, yeah. And for and from my point of view now, it's changed. Since that, it's automatically changed to Koscielny's being a total dick. I mean, even... I'm sure you saw the video. I'm sure you saw Ian Wright was... Because he, mm. he actually quoted the tweet by... By saying like you know like you're out of order, mm. um, you you got what you wanted. I think if I'm just quoting him correctly. He said mm. you've got what you wanted. You've left the club. Yeah. Why must you turn on and have a dig at us? We, yeah. It's, it's unnecessary. I mean, I mean, to be honest, you know what? He should honestly be extremely grateful to Arsenal first and foremost because they were very patient with him. I remember this first first two seasons. There was my friend Liam. I'll never forget Liam Witcher, Manu fan, hardcore Manu fan. He would rip me out at school because Koscielny was only scoring own goals. Like, every time the ball came in, he was known for scoring own goals. But no, they still stuck with him until he became France's number one choice. I think, I think if I'm being correct here, I'd say Koscielny needed Arsenal more than Arsenal needed Koscielny. Exactly. I mean, he came from Lorient. Mm. No one even knew him. No one knew him. Not that he needs to. He's not forever indebted to Arsenal. It's just show a bit more respect. Yeah, and, and exactly what Ian Wright is saying because Ian Wright mm. led this, led the army of angry Arsenal fans mm. on Twitter, and and Koscielny's had plenty of injuries at Arsenal. Mm. He hasn't. I don't believe he's been a player where he's been constantly in that back four. Yeah, I mean he's no Sergio Ramos. 
you know Definitely not. you know so i i generally believe that cosi only mm. should have given the club a lot more respect when he left mm, exactly so, so just to go back to the whole captaincy crisis thing mm. um i don't know if you're aware but you should know you and i had this whole thing with having five, five captains, captains at the club obviously now cosi only gone mm. do you agree with this whole five captain story i just think it's a lot of bollocks you ask me I think so too because not many clubs operate like this. Yeah, I mean I mean I get what he's saying. He wants more he wants more authority on the field. He wants more he wants if if the if the chips are down, he wants multiple people to be able to spark the team up. But again, I mean you you go back to you know what they're trying to do? They're trying to replicate the invincibles. When so many people are like, "Oh, we had so many leaders on the field. We had Henry, we had Vieira, we had this, we had that." No, you had many talented individuals. Yeah. You know, you still had that individual that would lift you. I mean, you watch Virgil. That's mm. the, the latest example I can use. That guy leads. That guy leads Liverpool as a whole. You remember? Um, I think it was the last-minute goal they scored. Where I forgot against Newcastle. Yeah, Divock scored a little header. Yes, and Shakiri whipped it in. Did you see what happened before? Because I, I saw when the free kick happened, I saw Virgil pointing and saying, yes. "Trent, leave it." Yes, Shakiri, you take you it. Use your left it. foot and whip it in for us. Yeah, you know I, I mean? remember that. A player like that, one that's not scared of anything, but he knows what's right for the team. And, and the best part is, it. the best part is, is that when Virgil speaks, players mm. listen. Exactly. That was that's the main thing. That's the main thing, and I think the whole trying to find five, five captains is a bit. Excessive. It's a bit daft. You know, it's stupid. I mean, you're spending a lot of unnecessary energy. Mm. At the end of the t- at the end of the day, a team is groomed together as an eleven or as the the full squad of what, how many is it like twenty two, fifteen or mm. whatever. Yeah, yeah. And 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 everything naturally falls in line. You can't just say, oh, I've got five captains, and everyone's gonna listen to all five captains. I just feel like now there can be a bit of a personality clash. There can be almost yeah. elements of of. Um, what can I say? Elements of command that players aren't willing to follow. Like if I give an example, let's say he makes his next captain as uh, Torreira, for example. Mm. Torreira's been there for one year. Yeah. Do you think someone like Nacho Monreal is going to turn on on the field and be like, listen to Torreira? Mm. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Like he's just got here. He, you just got here. I've, mm. You know, Monreal's going to be like, I've been here. Exactly. So it's, it's crazy if you ask me. So clearly you disagree with the model. I know yesterday yeah, Jobs was, Jobs he had a, an opinion of saying like, He's fully for the model of yeah. Shaka. Who, who else is it? Shaka. Who else? Uh, Monreal. Uh, see, I can't even name them. There was Peter Check at the time yeah, last year. You see, I can't even name them because I don't see them as leaders. Do you know what I mean? Shaka. I see as a leader. Yes. Because he's just got that natural something about. Jobs. Yeah. Jobs said the same thing. Exactly. He's like he has he has this fire in his belly. Exactly. And and even when the chips are down, Shaka's head is still up. Even though, don't get me wrong, the man fucks up on the field sometimes. It's natural. This, that's that's not happens. perfect. But at the end of the day, he's got that leadership command about him. That and I think a lot of the players will look at him eventually and be like, "That's the man," you know. I mean, he captain. Does he not captain Switzerland? Yeah, he does. Yes, he did win. What's his name? Um, who's our old right back? Uh, oh, oh, you know what? I feel terrible for forgetting his name. Stephen Lichtsteiner. Yes, Lichtsteiner. When he doesn't play, I know Xhaka usually captains a team. Mm. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong. I may be wrong. But Daniel, uh, where, where can uh, they correct you? Give us your Instagram <laughs> handle. <laughs> At Daniel Skilton. No, I'll say the full handle. I, I don't even know the part. Okay, okay. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll give it to you guys. Open my yeah. Instagram story on the Dugout Podcast, mm. and you'll see it there. Yeah. But um, okay, that's that's pretty mm. hectic. So. Obviously, you really agree with the one-captain club yeah, model. Yeah, I mean, it's so worked for years and years and years. Why change it now? 
So since you agree with that, who would you choose to be Arsenal's captain? In our current squad. In the current squad, yeah. Jacker, hands down. Even though, even though he, you know, a lot of people say, oh, he's not the best midfielder, or he fucks up on the field. I get that. Yeah. But leadership is one thing, ability is another. Just because you know you've you had um, who can I who can I name as an example? You had Frank Ribery, you had Iron Robin. They were never captains. You know, they were very very good players, very good players. But leadership and ability are two different things. And I understand that you get your respect through leading by example. Like Ronaldo, he's he's a very good example. But still, jacques has got that, as we said, that command in him. That he know he, he actually knows what's best yeah. in his mind. But performance-wise, obviously not so great. But so so, what about giving someone like Mesut Ozil the captaincy? Because I mean, no. no, no, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Mm. Mesut Ozil hasn't been the player we saw at Real Madrid. We it's been well documented. We know this. Hundred percent. But don't you believe giving him the captaincy could obviously spark that no that fire in him again? Never. I'll tell you why. Okay. Is because, you know, as much as you want to lead by example on the field, he's the first one to quit. That's you also look, true. You look when 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 times are down, that always jogging. I mean, as we, uh, and I totally understand that he's not one to sprint up and down a touchline. That's not his game, and he doesn't have it within his gene to even do that. Yeah. But you see it as soon as there's a bit of adversity on him, he gets clattered in a t- in a tackle. He gets, you know smashed by something or, or, or something just doesn't go his way he sulks that's not a leader you know like if you wanted to look up to your father and your father's always sulking or he gets slapped in the face and he just you know he, he doesn't know what to do you, you're, you're going to be really a byproduct of the environment yeah you're not really going to feed off that and get motivated and want to push through adversity and lift yeah. yourself up for him yeah. you wouldn't and and Mesut Ozil in the toughest of times, I think in in games against the top six, when you need yeah. someone to step up, you know, mm. he's gone missing too many times for yeah. Arsenal in the past three four years. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look at I'm not. <laughs> I understand the situation, but look what happened at the whole incident when they mm. were with the knives and shit, and a man just drove. <laughs> and he drove off in collision because they're fighting people. Out, like, trying, <laughs> trying to smack two of us at once with weapons. And where's you know, Ozil gone? Ozil's like, uh, I'm out. So. So lots of plaudits have mm. gone the way of Raul Sanlehi. Um, mm. uh, he's the director, I think, at, at Arsenal. Yeah, he is. He, yeah, he's a direct. No, Edu's the director of football. He's the chief. Something I don't know what label they gave him, but he's. I know he's in charge of negotiations. So, so, so he's he's through. got some incredible business done. Oh my God, yes. Some he incredible things have been done. I mean, mm. um, the Saliba deal almost looked as if it was snatched out of Will's hands from Tottenham, but he. But that we, revived. We kind of prove that there's still little boys on the block. Exactly, a <laughs> hey, little digger Tottenham fans. So no, he he got that right. Mm. He got the Nicholas Pepe deal right and oh the Danny Kebelos deal right. Say it one more time, Nicholas Pepe. <laughs> no one expected that. I didn't expect that. I didn't expect that. I mean, when when they said that, I was like, okay, let let me look into this a bit more. And then I started seeing the little hints here and there, the liking of the posts, the this, the that, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Holy shit, this is real!" Why? D- why do you think? Why do you think Nicolas Pepe chose Arsenal? Because he had four clubs that were agreed to actually get him. Napoli's a joke. That's Na- the first thing. No, they're not. Dude, no, the, they're not. The Italian. I'm they're probably gonna, the second best team I'm in the Serie A. I'm not going to lie to you. The Serie A is a lot of shit compared to the Premier League. It's it's crazy. understandable, mm. but I think Napoli as a, as a team. Uh, they do really. very well against Europe's elite. Mm. 
I don't okay. know. Sorry, I'm just comparing this to the last result we had against them. They were they pushed or they they did okay against us. Yeah. But they were kind of a pushover team for me. But but let's let's try let's try understand why Nicolas mm. Pepe would choose yeah. Arsenal out of Napoli, Manchester United, Arsenal, and Liverpool, mm. which were the four clubs that happened to have agreed a fee with. Yeah. So that was sorry Liverpool, Manu, Napoli, Arsenal. Yeah. Those four only. Yeah, and I know PSG were thinking about it later on, but yeah, they were there a bit late to the party. It's in all honesty, let's be real about this. I'm not going to be that Arsenal fan that says Pepe chose us because we're better than every other club in the world. Yeah, the fact remains is that if you go to Liverpool, you've got two fire wings of Mane and Salah who are world class, they're, yeah. they're peaking hard. Why would you want to go there for your development's sake and sit on the bench? At or, 24 years old Where you need to be playing Week in week out Exactly Or, or try to play a striker Which I, you know, Now you really Now you're asking To move to the Premier League And change position It's not going to happen It's not going to work So I understand why You neglected The whole Liverpool thing Manu They've got wings they got Martial they got Rashford Sanchez they got some class wings As is So obviously you went to a team That can guarantee In playing Hell time Oh yes Arsenal have zero wings We have no wings None you will be. The will be is a CIM that's trying to be a wing. Okay, so Nicolas Pepe chose Arsenal. So that's all well and good. Mm. How do you think he fits in with that front three? Mm. Right hand side? Because he right can play across side. the front three. Yeah, we haven't had a right wing in years. Except mm. for Theo Walcott. But Theo again wasn't that great. I, 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 think, I think Theo, when it came to his technical ability, mm. wasn't the best. Yeah, but his running off the ball was pretty really good. good. Really good. I mean, I remember even with Barca, you remember, remember with Puyol and all them, mm. they said the one player they feared playing against was actually Walcott, Walcott because he was so speed. quick. Mm. He was so quick. Exactly. But the thing is, he, the thing I love about Pepe is he's direct. Mm. We haven't had a direct player since Sanchez. You know what I mean? You see, the thing is, this is why I was telling you just before the podcast, the reason why I can't wait for either Aubameyang, or it will be Aubameyang because he's older, for him to actually leave Arsenal eventually. Because now you're going to have Lacazette, Pepe, and another solid wing. Now you're actually going to balance mm. instead of trying to accommodate these three world-class forwards. Because let's be real, I mean, Aubameyang's not a wing. He's yeah, probably he's one of the best in the box in the world. But how do you accommodate him and Lacazette? Yeah. Without, yeah. you know... That's why I say, if you have to play a CAM behind him, do you know who I'd put there? Lacazette. And people, people think I'm fucking crazy. Somebody was telling me, I think it was Jobs who was saying that that, that Laka, Laka is a good number 10 Because he, he, he's hold up play oh, He's hold up play Yeah he said the same thing yesterday Exactly Exactly I'm so glad he thinks like that Because if you think about it him, Those one-twos With Uber and him Are very good I mean even defensively He still comes back more than Ozil now Even though he's the one That's supposed to be up uh, The furthest up the field yeah. yeah That's why I can't wait for the Newcastle game Because Laka is not going to make it You know foot injury you have Pepe, you can have Uber, and you can have another wing, either Nelson or I think so, it'll be Nelson. So, so how does how does someone like like Danny Cabellos come into the plans? Because yeah. attacking midfielder, yeah. good feet, technical ability. That's that's the thing. Good that's good pass on the boy. Yeah. Where where does he ultimately fit in? Because for me, that midfield three picks itself. Mm. Chaka Torreira, number ten, Mesut Ozil, and I mean. Mm. I mean, we saw Ozil the other night against Barca. You did well. And and Keblos has to still obviously win United Emirates mm. trust to get into their starting eleven. Yeah. So I don't believe he'll start mm. that game against Newcastle. So yeah, I mean he's injured as well. I think he got a little ankle. Injury. Yeah, yeah. So mm. how does he fit in long term? Do you think United bids him in over a couple of cup games? See, the thing is, he's trying to accommodate for Ozil's attitude. 
So remember obviously, like season? lights of fire under him yeah. to be like the someone that can yeah, replace you. Exactly. Remember, remember last season, the up and down with Ozil, and everybody kept blaming Ozil, even though it was the whole squad's fault for the bullshit that's going on. Yeah. But Ozil, if he has to step out, it's fun, fun with us. He can do what he wants. You got Ceballos who can step in, who's probably maybe just as good as him. How do you say his name? Is it Ceballos or Ceballos? I'm not too sure. Well, if you <laughs> if you want to say it in Spanish properly, I know Spanish. All the C's and S's are thuz. Oh. So it's Ceballos, which is weird, but we'll we'll just say Ceballos. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. That's the way cool. I call it. I mean. Hmm. I'm keen yeah. to hear Peter Drury say his name correctly next you season. Know, hopefully he's screaming that when we bang a winner against like City <laughs> or someone. A couple of your young boys have come back from loan. Oh. So uh Thank God. I spoke about Joe Woolock. <coughs> I spoke about Joe Woolock, mm. I spoke about Reese Nelson and there was one other boy. Saka. Yes. The wing. Yes, yes. That for do, me is perfect. Do those boys fit into you nice plans long term? Perfect. Yes, hundred percent. See, cause the thing is now you, now you got to think about it this way: the dynamics and the human-to-human interaction. Now you've got Nicolas Pepe coming, guy who's so gifted on the wing. He's these boys are now going to learn from him. You know, they're going to start learning from him. They're going to start getting tips from each other. You know, I mean, Nelson is—he could just walk into that team now if he wanted to. You know, if he wanted to keep a striker as a striker as an Aubameyang, you staying up front, a striker, yeah. you and Laka are just going to rotate. Yeah. And you have Saka on one wing, you have Nelson on the other wing, and Pepe on the other wing. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. rotating like that. And for me, Nelson is yeah. Reece he's Nelson gonna, had a very impressive year. Yeah, he had a very impressive year at uh, mm. Borussia Mönchengladbach. Mm. Um, the right back boy, what's his name again? I can't remember. Mainsley Maitland Niles. Yes. So I'm, so, is, I'm very is, sad about him, by the way. Why? Because he's not a right back. Yeah, a lot of Arsenal fans have been crying out because man. he's actually a central midfielder exactly and he's being... He's the new Chamberlain, basically. He's got pace. He's, he's got a very good tackle on him. He can feed. He can push through the midfield like mad. He, he, it, let's put it this way. If he had to go to Liverpool, it would be the perfect destination. I remember him. I remember Anfield when he scored that goal in like the first five minutes. Yeah, exactly. When he made a run past uh, Andy Robertson. And he he tucked him. in. Yeah. He obeyed to the back post and he just tucked it in from the corner. I remember exactly. that. He's very good going forward and he's also very good going back. But the problem is, he's not a right back. And, you know, I've heard so many Arsenal fans saying, we need a left back. Meanwhile, you've got Kolasinac and Monreal, who are not world class or world beaters, but they're acceptable. You can keep them for another season. Mm. We have no right back. Bellerin's got a serious knee injury. Yes. He's still not back. He's not going to be back for another month or two, I think, or something like that. Sure. And now you've got to rely on Ainsley Maitland Niles. That's a lot of pressure on a 19-year-old boy. Yeah, and, and you know, let's, let's crawl into his head a bit. Especially in today's generation. We use a lot of excuses for things. Mm. Now, put yourself in his shoes. You're a thriving CAM or center mid, CDM, whatever you want to call yourself. Yeah. And you've got a passion for that position and you know that's your position. Someone sticks you out of right back and you underperform. You've always got that excuse in your mind. This is not my position. So he's never actually going to rise to that occasion there's always going to be that reason why not there'll be like a lack of consistency almost exactly and you won't care because you'll say you know what it's fine eventually when I move to sentiment I'll prove myself mm. and you know what I mean the performances will continue just like that and it'll kill him it'll kill him eventually eventually it'll sell him so with this whole Kieran Tierney chase at Celtic mm. the left back boy yeah. you have Nacho Monreal mm-hmm. you have Kolesinek 
why is Tierney being chased when the reality is right back is a more problematic position? I think there's one of two reasons I think for that. One is because you've got Tierney who can play right back. He's played right back for Scotland before. He's had to. He's had to fit in there. Um, you know, he's a very good defender. Very good defender. So, you know, regardless of his whipping the ball and all that, you've got Pepe up on the right. They can do that for they him. They can do all that, You yeah. don't need to really worry about it too much. Or they they see an opportunity now. He's cheap now. Let's get him now for 25 mil because, let's be real, someone like Manu or someone will snap him up if we don't. Mm. So that's what I think... Because Nacho's on his last season. He's going to leave after the season. I think his contract runs out. He's going to be off to wherever. I don't know where. Do you, do you think... Do you think it's a long the, the reason, the reason why for we're chasing Tierney or why Arsenal mm-hmm. is because they see Nacho Monreal fitting in at centre-half. Yeah, I think that as well. Maybe a little backup there. Just as backup at centre-half mm. for Socrates or something. Definitely. Mm. Just in case, you know, push comes to shove and the worst happens and we're in an injury crisis, then at least we've got some cover there. Because Monreal's played centre-back before. Mm. He has. And, he, and he's actually done pretty well. But... Again, you know, the Tierney thing, it's one of those players that if they're there and the opportunity is there, you can't ignore him. Because just to put perspective into it, he's the reason why Andy Robertson left Celtic because he couldn't get into the team. Mm. And now look at him. You know, yeah. So it shows a lot of promise on him. Yeah, you, know, you can't ignore it. And I think Arsenal are looking at it as a long-term project. I mean, yeah. that's the way I'm, I'm, I'm keeping it. That's how plenty of fans should see it because look at Klopp, for example, and I said this yesterday, mm. Klopp required five or six windows to get to exactly. where he is. It didn't happen overnight. Exactly. Like just yesterday, we were first game of the season, mm. whatever the case is, we were playing Norwich away at Carroll Road yeah. and the game ended 4-3. Mm. And that was a year, like four years ago with like with Colo Torre, with Skirtle, with Adam Lallana in his prime at the exactly. time. So these things are going to take time mm. to start and to end at the same yeah. time. And, and, and I think, you know, the thing where Arsenal fans find themselves in, it's been 13 years, 13 long, shitty years of... Arsenal fans are impatient. Yeah. And, they, and, and rightly yeah. so, rightly exactly. so. I'm, exactly. I'm not even going to try and berate them and exactly. dispute that. Exactly. Rightly so. Because of the 13 years, and it's so hard now to sit back and humble yourself, put yourself back down on the ground and say, okay, it's going to take three years, even though you've waited 13 years for change. Hmm. You know, so they need to pull themselves towards themselves. I said to myself, going into the season... I don't give a fuck what happens. As long as we reach top four, 100%, that's the main target. Even like Azette's come out openly and said, We're not, we don't care about trophies this year. As much as it stings you, top four is yeah. what you want. So once you get the top four, we've got our attack. You've got Pepe, you've got Aubameyang, you've got Lacazette. It's sorted. Now, next season, next transfer window, priority, yeah. defense. That's it. I think uh, what Union Emirates has been saying by his, his transfer dealings this entire time mm. is that, yeah, sure, we'll concede one or two, but mm. we'll score three or four. Mm. Basically, He's openly saying that because mm. I think he knows the targets he wants at centre-half, but yeah. they are, they, he can't get them right now. Exactly. He can't get them right now. And I think he, he knows mm. that if he can score his way to a Champions mm. League uh, place, yeah. that'll, for next summer, help them get whatever the player they want, basically. Yeah. No, that's precisely Because the money's there. It is. No, the money is there. No, it was such a, was such a. I think I think you hit the nail on the head in the beginning of the of this whole transfer window when you were saying. So so I had Dan on here on how do Arsenal gun down the top four uh, about mm. six weeks back, and Daniel predicted that this is Arsenal's way of playing down transfer prices mm. this summer. Exactly. And I think you were hundred percent correct. Yeah, I mean it's just you had 
you see where it all escalated from was Ornstein yeah he came out and said Arsenal if they don't make Champions League have a 45 million pound budget and I said that's bullshit because you get 65 or 60 from Adidas a season alone then you get 25 from Visit Rwanda just getting 100 million pounds from finishing in 6th place from the Premier League was a lot of yeah, money we got 140 yeah exactly so exactly so know, the money is available exactly. it's just that it's just, it's just that it's jumped on the bandwagon and it's it's wonderful it's actually it's actually quite refreshing to see a club take a whole new approach to this transfer mm-hmm. where they're playing down the amount of money that they have because I think we all know how loose Ed Woodward is with the purse strings at, at United mm, he's a Oh, that is a shame. We we all I know how loose Ed Woodward is with the purse strings there, and mm. we all know they got money for days. So this is why they yeah. they, they they overpay. Yeah. Look at Harry Maguire. Oh Jesus. Look yeah. at Harry Maguire Did for eighteen million pounds. Did you see the stats that I posted? No, I didn't see that. I've got it here. The stats. Him oh. versus Mustafi. Remember Mustafi, the player that everybody wants to leave. Okay. Okay. This is very interesting. I got some stats here for you. Oh, I want to see this, Dan. I wonder okay. what it's. Uh, Okay, so let's just put it into perspective now. Harry Maguire is worth how much? How much do they pay for him? 80 million pounds. 80 million pounds, okay. And uh, Mustafi is a so-called 30 million pound player who yeah. Arsenal fans want to Get rid string of. up with a noose, you know, in the yeah. middle of the town. Okay, so last season, this is last season, 2018-2019, okay. It's got here, games 31 Goals conceded, 40 each. Okay, so that's obviously the defenders. That's the contribution of everyone. Blocks, Harry Maguire got 18. Mm-hmm. Mustafi has 17. So, Maguire wins that section. Interceptions. Maguire got 37. Mustafi has 58. Tackles. Tackles, 31. Maguire, 62. Mustafi. Mm-hmm. Wow. Tackles, Here's one. This is the one. Tackles, one. Maguire, 17. Mustafi, 45 Tackling success Maguire 55% of his tackles succeeded Mustafi 73% Wow Clearances 152 from Harry Maguire And 161 from Mustafi Mm -hmm. Headed clearances This is a shocker because Maguire is a very big man So you think he'd be winning a lot of his headers Hell yes 77 headers have have been won by Harry Maguire And 106 by Mustafi Aerial battles won. Oh wow, this is a shocker as well. So 118 to Maguire and 123 to Mustafi. So basically, every department here besides mm. besides blocks made, Mustafi dominates Harry Maguire. Mm. And, and even in blocks made, he won by one. Wow. There you go. What? What? Wow. <laughs> I'm mind blown. I, I am mind blown. And United paid 80 million pounds for a player that. Yeah has performed well I know it's one season but it's his most recent one yeah, that's what performed you can compare it to. that's performed mm-hmm. worse if so mm-hmm. than, than Mustafi. Mustafi and Mustafi wow. being begged to leave wow it also shows how deluded a lot of Arsenal fans are I understand totally that he's made very key mistakes very key mistakes and I understand that but if you see the numbers for his overall game those things should change your mind he was the best performing defender in our whole backline that's yeah. what I saw on, on, on I forgot what show it was but he was the best performing defender and everybody's going out there saying oh Mustafi this Mustafi that and it's like even the other day I said to my brother we're watching the Barca game you saw the Suarez goal I didn't see it no no Suarez was on uh, Callum Chambers shoulder he backed off of him hit a run between him and Mustafi they fed a, a long ball over the top or well, not a long ball but from midfield 
straight route one over the top and and Suarez by himself now Suarez is probably one of the best strikers in the world he's clever and everybody knows you know even even the least smart striker in the world that your number one objective is to get in between the strikers because I mean the defenders the two center backs because both of them are thinking ah this one's got him covered Jeremy mm. says playing you kind of with playing each mind games head. yes and it's natural for a player to lose defenders like that and the ball went straight from the start he's in I said something I said watch this Arsenal fan TV that ODT is going to go on about Mustafi he needs to leave I'm pretty sure you did actually first words Mustafi was on for two minutes conceded a goal I'm what more can we do with this guy and I'm like Suarez is one of the best strikers in the world what more do you expect anybody. almost yeah you know, even if that was Virgil maybe it would have been different but it's very hard especially when you know you've got to communicate as a centre back uh, listen the man's coming to you the man's coming to you it's, it just happens it, it is it's, it's Luis Suarez at the same time it's exactly. like he wasn't playing against someone and no offence um, someone like who can I say mm. like a Troy Deeney yeah who, who is a handful <laughs> don't yeah, get me wrong he's a handful right. yeah. but I'm saying I don't, I don't believe he has the mobility that Luis Suarez oh, has hell no, no. so <sighs> DT DT mm. Anyway, so so uh, just to go back to um, mm. the Newcastle game. Yes. So Newcastle at the Sports Direct Arena. First game of the season. Jabba's predicted a 1-0. To Arsenal. 1-0 to Arsenal yeah. and they're going to win get three points. Definitely not. What do you see happening? Definitely three points. <laughs> my, oh, heart, my heart's telling me three points. Definitely. Okay. Um, my mind's got a bit of fear in it though because... I'm looking at Joel Linton and I'm looking at Alan St. Maxime. Guys. And I'm looking at um, who's the little Paraguayan? Uh, guys, this is actually not cool. I'm forgetting names and it's terrible. Um, How can I forget this gentleman's name? I'm, I actually Arsenal feel terrible. I feel terrible. But continue. I know who you're speaking about. I'm going to get it up. Don't worry. But we'll carry on. And they got that little fella. Uh, what's his name? Paraguayan. He's Paraguayan. I actually I feel terrible for forgetting his name because here we were. Newcastle. Here we were raving about Newcastle. I actually had a whole Newcastle episode. A couple. I've had three of them, and uh, ah, I feel Miguel bad. Amaron, Sorry, Almiron, guys. Your memory Miguel is terrible. Miguel Almiron is a freak. He's like the next Di Maria, from what I've seen. He's he's amazing. You have those guys going forward at Arsenal's weak defense right now worries me because Alan St. Maxime is like Pepe if not even better I, that's what scares me I, it hates for me to admit it obviously the stats are different but I, I've seen the ability of of uh, Alan St. Maxime and, and even though even though we haven't seen those three in action together I think the biggest worry for you and I exactly. is that is the, the unpredictability problem. of that front three and how well they can play together because Amaran is Amaran's got a good pass in him very he's good. very quick and, he's, and his, his vision is insane yeah. Jonathan's strong as hell. Tall. Tall, wind headers, can play with both feet too. And Alan St. Maxime just destroys people. He is he's a, he's a dynamite in, in a small package. Jesus, he's, he's, he's a freak. I've watched him since Nice. He's, they worry me. So when I look at that, I think... Hmm. How does Unai Emery deal with those three? Does he, does, he put, does he tell Torreira to not go anywhere? Yeah. And does he tell someone like... Someone like a Nacho Monreal, because because I would We're not trust going three at the back. I hate that. Would would a back four system back suit four you? Back four system perfect because this is what happens. And I said it. I did the analysis during during the Barca game, and I did it last season. What happened is at halftime they took off um, Reese Nelson. 
he was adding the balance to the squad. Yeah. So what he did was he took off Reese Nelson, he put he put Mickey on one wing and he put Ozil on the other. Those two are both number tens. They're not gonna track back they, at all. That's one point. Second point is they both move in. inwards. So this is what happens when you're at the back. Mm. And this is what they did last season. Two on one, fullbacks overlap. Yeah, the fullbacks overlap, but what happens when the fullbacks get trapped? Who are the where's their out where's, where's their out ball? They got they, no they one. Have, there's no pass. I watch it against Barca. Kalazanach got the ball, looked up down the wing. There's no one to pass to. Oh, fuck, there's no one there. Mickey's over there in the center. Oh. They looked at Ozil. Oh, Where's no Ozil there. in so the center? How easy it is it to crowd a to crowd a midfield and win the ball back and get a bit dirty? It's easy. Very easy. That's why I say you have the back four. You have your wings. As soon as you got the wings, your players can play out easily. Your defenders don't have pressure on them. They don't have to worry. On top of that, your defenders don't have to bomb all the way up. They can hang, chill, like Trent Alexander-Arnold and them do. They do do overlaps, but they do it at a very, very good time. Mm. They don't do it all the time. Where Arsenal's, it was every time we got forward, they would always be there. I don't, I don't think Arsenal have the personnel to be playing a back three. Yeah. I think we've don't. seen kind of Shaka play centre-half every now and again. Yeah, and, and that's that for been, me doesn't work. That doesn't work against the best and brightest in no the ways. Premier League. No way. That wouldn't work against, and no offence, because Eddie Howe's Bournemouth are actually mm. excellent. Mm. But that definitely exactly. wouldn't work against him. Exactly. So that's why you have... You have your right backs being right backs, you have your left backs being left backs. They push up, but not too far. Like you watch Trent and you watch um, Andy Robertson. Andy. They We're so bad with names today. I know, it's terrible, dude. <laughs> they both park at a very certain part of the pitch and they just mm. whip the ball in because they've got some of the best crosses in the league. You know, they, they hang back and they wait. And then obviously, when they need to push at the very, very specific moment, they will. But they're never always there, leaving our fullbacks or leaving our centre backs exposed. You know, so as so, I say, hit the two wings. Yeah, your back four will keep those those guys contained. Easily. So, so you, you're telling someone like Torreira just to obviously marshal the, that back four across the yeah. midfield. Don't go anywhere. Don't be too adventurous. Chill, Chill there. Because because I've watched Jacko, him in a, in a little bit of a more advancing role. Is L- very, let him let him almost have like a free yeah, role. Yeah, because he's actually got a very good left foot on him. He distributes well. Yeah, he he's got a lot less pressure from you. Don't see him panic. You know, he gets that panic when he's on the ball. Mm. Uh, so I say Torreira They did it for Uruguay He just ran up and down sideways And he loved doing it mm. Let him do what he loved Just break down things mm. Number 10 Ozil 10 Ozil I mean I, I know I know what your expectations are But mm. we're speaking Yuna Imran We're trying to get into his mind mm. And what he thinks yeah. is best for his team I think yeah Ozil Left hand side Left hand side Who would, you put there? Who, would you, who would you rather put there? Pepe or Nelson? You choose. I'd rather have Nelson. I'd trust Reese Nelson. Yeah. I'd have him whipping on his right and maybe bang one or two in. I think I think I saw you and I saying this week about how he wants to be patient with Nicolas Pepe. Yeah, that's that's only fear. I you think know? he won't have an option though. If he starts making He does? If he, he he very much does. Who who do you rate he would put on there instead of On the right hand side? Nelson. I'd say Put Reese Nelson on the right hand side. Left. Iwobi. Iwobi, okay. But Iwobi's like also just come back from. But Lack is still injured, eh? Yes. So Obamiang down the so middle. Obamiang's definitely down Aubameyang, the middle. Obamiang, Iwobi, Reese Nelson. And then obviously have someone like Nicholas mm. Pepe come off the bench to affect the game. Of course. In the last 15 minutes. Because he said he's going to be patient with them and I respect that. I don't want to ruin the guy for the whole season. I mean, I've, I've, seen, I've seen Klopp be patient with players mm. like Fabinho who didn't get a kick for six months. Oh, jeez, that pissed me off. Eh? Uh, no, I'm no, no. It, 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 it didn't because I think. Mm. 
I think Liverpool fans have seen this before with Klopp's mm. system that players don't just walk into that team and say, yeah, exactly. okay, I'm going to play. They, they need time to adjust to Klopp's system. What he wants, his demands, that sort of thing. Mm. So I do expect a similar kind of transition period for people like not Nicholas Pepe. Because we don't, I, I'm not too sure about his work rate, but do you think he obviously is going to help Ainsley Maitland-Niles? I don't think so right now. He does. He does. He's actually a very good runner. Maybe not now. Cause Maybe not now. The thing is, they're leaving and they, they're chilling because of the AFCON. Yeah. Because obviously he's been playing. But Iwobi's also been playing. So is he going to do that with Iwobi? I don't think so. Because he's used I to think, the whole I think, I think you wouldn't. I think you wouldn't mind overworking Iwobi. Mm. Same. He wouldn't, he wouldn't mind. I think Iwobi actually wants to play as well. This is the yeah. thing. Like Iwobi wants game time. I think ultimately, mm. if, he gets a, if he gets a game, yeah. play him. But he can't do his bobblehead antics here. You know, he does this when he, when he runs the ball. He does this all the time and he just doesn't finish. So game predictions. Game predictions. What's going to happen against Newcastle? That will win. 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. Two, one. Think you're going to concede? Maybe three, yeah. I think It depends. If we get Rugani, that's why I, I like to make the predictions on Fridays. Or Friday because deadline day is tomorrow. Yeah, so so obviously you, you actually are very optimistic about your chances of signing two more players before the window shuts. Yeah, Rugani and, and uh, Tierney. As much as I want Upper Makano, I feel... Getting a loan for Rogani is sensible. It's good. Didn't you guys have a big fifty-five million pound bid rejected yeah, yeah, from Red Bull Leipzig? Yes, and I see they would be willing to accept if we include Emil Smith Rowe in the deal. Ooh, I would get rid of him. I know you know you know like you know likes him a lot. But you see, the thing is, we've got so many youngsters that are attackers already. Just do it. Let the kid go. Do his thing. Even if it's on loan, maybe try get a loan discussion in there. If they say no, we want a permanent, let, let them do it. I mean, you think this so? Is a world class centre, a potential world class centre back we're getting. Upa Makano is one of. Yeah. RB Leipzig had the best defensive record in the Bundesliga last year, and rightfully so, with yeah. him and Koyase at the back. So, so obviously you're gonna you're gonna hold your uh, your prediction until Friday when the when the windows closed. Yeah, but I, I would say let's just say let's say we get Rogani. Okay. We're not even if we get Tierney, he's not going to play because he's injured still. He's still coming back from. Do, the do you think there's a possibility of getting both or only one, either okay. of of Rugani and Tierney? Both, both, definitely. There's a high possibility of getting yes, both. Yes, because they've been saving the Tierney one for a while now. They've yeah. got the fee agreed nearly. You know they're going to go in again apparently with another bid. Personal terms won't be an issue. I mean, it's Arsenal, Celtic. He's won everything with Celtic. Yeah. You know, we'd be able to offer him more money. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, they already had agreed personal terms. It was mm. just the fee between the clubs now. Personal yeah. terms are agreed. So th- that's all they need to do. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, guys, Daniel Skilton's given me his, uh, his input here in Arsenal Football Club and mm. their, their, uh, their season so far. Mm. Dan. Jobs told me yesterday that obviously Arsenal might finish in fourth place. Do you agree? Here we go. Absolutely. <laughs> Can I tell you how stupid people are, dude? Mm. I've been watching all these so-called professional pundits, all of them, all of them going on and on, basically listing the exact same top four as last season. Whenever has a Premier League finished in the exact same order as it did the year before? Been a while. I can't even remember. I can't actually I'm remember. I'm telling you, there's going to be a spanner thrown in the works. Arsenal will probably make top four. I had a horrible, horrible feeling, and I pray it doesn't come true, that Liverpool would drop. Yeah. Not not out of fourth place, definitely not. I think, Chelsea, I think Chelsea will finish out. I think you we'll, think so? I think we'll finish third. Tottenham will finish fourth. But again, that depends on if they get Dybala. Mm. 
Mm. Ooh, all right. So Dan also agrees about Arsenal mm. finishing in the and top I don't four. Think, I don't think City will win the league. I think nah, now you're playing things in the air now. I think Liverpool would actually win the league over them, but anyway. Dan, Dan. Mm. Guys, I'm a wild thinker, dude. I can see because you've given me two different... Hey, guys, like wild-ass opinions about like <laughs> Liverpool dropping like fourth place I'm and then winning the league. So I'm confused. I'm like, yo... <laughs> That, uh, but you see things Liverpool's still hungry For the title City aren't Yeah That's I, what's making That's me say also Liverpool true get it. Mm. That's also true Guys thank you so much For listening to the dugouts I'm here with Daniel Skilton We at the um, Klanger Rocks Holiday Inn Express It's been a great episode Chatting about Arsenal It's been a great Two part episode I should say mm. And uh, Dan's gonna be here Pretty soon He might even be here For the uh, episode That we're gonna have Pretty soon for you guys So 100% Thank you so much For listening guys I really appreciate All the listens Subscribe on Apple Podcast, Anchor, Spotify, wherever you can subscribe to my uh, football podcast and let me know what you guys think. Daniel underscore skills and FX on Instagram. Uh, follow me at the Dugout Podcast and find me on Twitter at RWLeafGreen. So let's have a chat. Let's discuss things. If you agree with us, tell us if you want to fight me or Dan. Go ahead. We're here to fight you all day. <laughs> have the best day, guys. Chat soon. It's the Premier League coming up. Cheers. Wow, 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 wow,